It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. Right offense. And we're back, everyone. It is time again for the NFL in London podcast. Hello. Uh, Wade McWay and Ryan Call here. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's fantasy time. I'm back from from Canada, uh, where fantasy is in full effect. Um, uh, so we're, we're very excited to start our fantasy season off. Absolutely. Everyone is very excited. 2021, the trash talking begins. You got to return your trophy if you won it last year. And if you were smart, you do the draft like starting today. Yeah. Up until the game, like me, me, and my my other league, we do it on the day of the first game. Yeah. Literally, they meet up at a bar before the game uh, starts. Okay. Do the draft, it goes right into the game. Gotcha. So um, that's a good, which strategy. is also a good check because. We saw stuff like uh, J.K. Dobbins. He's on. He's on my team. So don't 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 nix it. Um, yeah, there is an injury. It's just basically ACL tore out for the year, and it's it's all that. This is why like preseason, everyone hates it. Yeah, like, I, I just don't know why anyone wants to play any of their starters. Like even when Josh Allen played the Bills game, I was freaking out the whole time. Just like please don't die, please don't die, please don't die. It just it makes a sense. Smart coaches like McVay. They've just been like Matt Lafleur. They're just like yeah, no, they haven't we're played. Going Matt Lafleur hasn't played anybody. And then when you see Jacob Dobbins go down, you just like yeah, yeah, that's probably why. And he was also a guy who was very like did not like preseason, did yeah. not want to. So he's going to be even more furious. Yeah, well, he also, uh, it's he's just also a real shame. shame. He doesn't like fantasy either. So now he's got people going, "Yeah, you've ruined my fantasy. His own family is just like, bro, I fucking picked you. Yeah. Come on now." Well, I mean, that also we're talking Cam Akers, uh, right, for him, for the Rams. As well, well, look, if you did your draft when Cam Akers got hurt, that's <laughs> yeah, on you. Right? That is and on you. No one's going to feel sorry for you. But it is something, and Ryan and I are going to go through draft strategy, uh, you know, looking back. And the, the good thing is, if you use the NFL app, and it was actually Andre showed me this, you could actually go through and see the past winners. The past top threes are always good. The stats are always good. This is the day you want to go I'm through your stats. Study history. You want, to, you want to hold them over someone's head. Do you want to say, remember? Uh, and Andre was actually, he's in our league. Uh, and he's probably listening to this. One of the yeah, few listeners. Yeah, he's it up like someone does something stupid. Oh yeah, just like you did in 2018. You, did, you can, you in can the bring round, you took Yeah, you or you can bring uh, up past games, which is always fun to bring up the past games. But of course, it starts anew. The trash talking starts anew. We were talking, and I and I think I think we need to bring this up because Ryan and I were talking about this. The dead beats in in your league now. Yeah. Sometimes you know a lot of these guys either they don't put their lineups in every week, or you have to remind them. Or they just are a lunchbox every week, and it's fine if you want to beat that person and, and you get that victory. Uh, but it's now, a pain. It's in unacceptable. Ass. It's unacceptable. If you're not going to be, if you're going to be one of those guys who just always forgets to put his line, you you can be let off like once. Yeah. If once is like okay, you know, shit happens. Maybe he's going through something. We'll let it go. But when it hits like three to four weeks in a row, and then people are emailing you, yeah. being like, "Hey, man, this guy's not. What do you want me to do? I yeah. can't force him to to do his lineup." So uh, we had a guy like that in our league. I kicked him out. Just basically said, yeah. gave him the option. I said, who's in? Yes or no? He didn't reply. So you're out. Well, he's also in one of our in one, <laughs> yeah. one of my leagues. So I'm going to have to tell him today. But he's come so, back. We're going to see him today. Him. But we had a, I, I'm in a, a league with my brother back in Canada. And there was two people in it last year who were such turds. It was a 16-person league, which sucks when you get to 16 Ugh. people. It's a long league. Your you bench know, is just folks. Horrific. Don't do, don't do sixteen because your bench is absolutely drag. Like, and, and the waiver wire. What's the point of it, right? Yeah, there's no one left. There's nobody left. You're basically you know grabbing Dinucci. nothing. Grabbing but when you've got two deadbeats in it, and they wouldn't even trade. So I'm like, at least trade some of your players, you know. And they wouldn't even respond. And I'm like, gee, well, you've got to get rid of these. Listen, people. I've noticed over the last few years that trading has just become so much more difficult in fantasy because. 
there, there's like this idea that I'm not going to trade unless I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, exactly. And it is it is an infuriating. I've yeah. had so many trades. It's like playing being Monopoly. Like, being like, you need a receiver, I need a running back. And then yeah. he'll be like, all right, I'll offer him a fair deal. He'll be like, and I want your starting quarterback. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I, it's just become, it's come to the point where a lot of times I don't even try and trade anymore because it feels like everyone just, and then everyone's afraid to be like, Am I getting fucked? Like, yeah. I don't want to do the stupid move. And then everyone's laughing at me being like, what are you doing? But then when you do offer a good trade and someone rejects it and you're like, you just did it. Like I was offered the Tanyan trade of last year. Hey, trade. T- what is Tanyan going to do? Yeah. And then every game, he got every a game Tanyan went <laughs> off. And I was like, take Tanyan. I've got three tight ends. This guy's going to go off. I've already got two guys that are going to outscore him, but you should take Tanya, and I'll throw him in as a yeah, trade. No way. It's just the way him. the world is, right? With it anti-vaxxers is. It's and everything. It's, it's just no one trusts each other. No, it's, all... it's a horrible thing for a draft. When you have people not trusting each other, this is not the way this we run a draft. It's just more proof the fabric of society is crumbling. It's all crumbling. <laughs> I think what we can appreciate, though, is I think you and I are old enough to remember the drafts that we did, because we, we use fan draft, folks, and if you want to use uh, fan draft, uh, London 15, get 15% off. Um... Or London 10, sorry, I think it's, yeah. You'll see it on our website. Um, the thing is, when we used to do drafts, right? When you and I did drafts, they were the boards, remember? The draft master would bring yeah. the whole board. <laughs> it was printing up. Someone Arts going, and crafts someone, project. You had to and go it was, to a <clears throat> paper shop. And before, get a, yeah, before you could even buy the packages, because someone eventually started selling sick stickers in like the mid-2010s. But before that, you had a draft board. You had someone print them up. Someone spent like, it was a three-day adventure to build all these things, to get the stickers right, to get the names, to get the color coding. This was a big thing. This and then you'd go to Hooters and do your draft. Oh, my God. You'd go to Hooters, you know. Oh, do you I think our draft was at Hooters multiple times. We, we had one near us. And I know we definitely did a few drafts there. Well, my, my ex, as you know, used to work at Hooters, was Miss Hooters, and uh, we used to do bu- trips to Buffalo from that Hooters. And we, the, the bus driver got wrong, drove to Stickery, Pennsylvania. So we missed half the game. <laughs> Um, so it is fantasy draft time. Speaking of fantasy, um, one thing I do want to talk about is uh, we're working with this company called Empire Fantasy Football League. Now, we all like doing fantasy football. We all like DFS, but there's no one doing season long. You can't do season long daily fantasy. So imagine having a lineup. You keep your lineup. You keep playing it the same week. There's no manager limits. So you're playing against each other. It's season long daily fantasy. Uh, so Empire Fantasy Football League, Empire Fantasy Football, or EmpireFF.com. Uh, very interesting. They're in beta stage. Uh, I've tried playing around with it. We've played around with it, and we'll, we'll do it on NFL in London. It hasn't, obviously, the season hasn't started yet uh, to be able to start, but it's interesting. Uh, first prize can win $1,000 this year, so make sure you go to empireff.com, and we'll be playing along with it. What There's some things. It's beta phase, so obviously, you know, search functions uh, would be great, but it, you know, for season long, we're always looking for betting options here. And a season-long daily fantasy, we do have our DraftKings League, which we will be uh, getting into a little bit more. We've got some exciting DraftKings. I'm excited for a little DFS. Well, this this is Empire Fantasy Football League, folks. If you want to try that, it is season-long daily fantasy. It's in beta phase. Uh, First prize this year, $1,000 US dollars. $1,000 US dollars just for playing. Just for playing for free, you can win $1,000 for free. EmpireFF.com. We'll have things up on the website and up on our social media. Uh, uh, so talking about the fantasy, let's talk basic fantasy strategy. Because we, you know, say you got a ten or we're, we've got a ten person league, couple ten person leagues that we're doing. Um, let's talk, Ryan. Your strategy well, if you're up for, if you're up in the one or two, your pick is one or wow. two. One or two. It's I mean, my my strategy is re- the same regardless of the first couple rounds, and it's um, it's going to be a little bit different this year. But if you're at the top, clearly you're going McCaffrey. 
uh, Barkley or Kamara, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the top two. Or D- D- Dalvin Cook. So yeah. you're in the top four. You're loving life, basically. Sure. Um, the thing is, what what one of my strategies what I, I've been I've been seeing a lot of. I'm not going to say it's my strategy because I've yeah. watched a lot of videos and stuff like this. But I think it makes sense is to go Travis Kelce early. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of times there's only really when you look at the tight end position there's there's Kelsey and then there's uh, War uh, what's his name Waller from, Waller Waller from Oakland and after that the drop off is quite big Kittle like, maybe Kittle was yeah Kittle was good but um, again but even yeah. from them if you don't get one of the top three there's yeah. a massive fall off yeah and if you have a Kelsey who's getting like over twenty a game at the tight end position yeah like that just puts you at such an advantage mm-hmm. so I'm definitely thinking this year if I'm I have one draft where I'm around nine. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely thinking if Kelsey's there, I'm, I'm going to take him. Because I think, other than that, you've got to go running back early. Um, yeah. There's just, there's just too many. Se- like, I've had so many seasons where a quarterback carried me. But then once the playoffs hit, my complete lack of running back depth yeah. destroyed me. So, especially now, like, there's a lot of good ones you can get. Even in the second round, like, you're looking at guys like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like, who... There's so many options, but get those two in early because the receivers are just so many, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the great strategy is always, particularly in this draft, grabbing as many running backs as you can. But as you say, in the early stages, the problem is you get first pick, right? You probably get, you're going to take a running back. You're going to take one of the top four if you're in the early stages. But then when it comes back down again, you're getting pick like 20 and 22. You know, so then, as you say, you've got two picks. You take a running back and your third pick, because you know it's not going to yeah, bounce back again. To it's got to be a long wait. So, you know, I've even, people have said, if Mahomes is available, do you take Mahomes as your third pick? Because you know you're not getting Maybe. your fourth and fifth. I but just, if Kelchi is right, you, you want to take that, that, the third pick is the important one in this one. Because I think if you're picking one or two, you're going to take a running back first. You're going to take a running back second. And the third, if anyone's available, you know you're not going to see for 20 more players, yeah. at least. So you want to choose that guy and go, as you say, you know, Devontae Adams, if he's available, you're going to take him. Yeah. If, if, if yeah. Mahomes is there, you're going to take him, maybe. I think, yeah, I think if you, especially at the one pick, I think um, go uh, running back, running back. Yeah. Because I think when it's the third, it's coming back, so you get two picks in yeah. a row, you take best receiver available. So, yeah. bam, you got Christian McCaffrey. You got someone like, let's say, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire maybe falls into the end of the second. Uh, pick someone up like that. And yeah. Then boom, you're going into the third round with someone like Keenan Allen maybe. That's fantastic. Like your lineup is already killer. Yeah, you got, got three You got three solid, solid people there from there, and then you're going to build Just it. Just some. the thing is, no matter what, yeah. someone's going to reach for Mahomes mm-hmm. in, in your draft. Like I've seen it in every... I, I saw my brother do it and it yeah. just shocked me to my core because I've never seen him draft a, a No. He did it in like the first round or something, like 10th pick. Um, so someone's going to do it yeah. because they're just enticed by the, the sexiness of the number one player in, in the NFL top 100, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, he's got, you know, look, when you've got a guy who's putting up as many points as Patrick Mahomes, there is, you know, he, he's the allure of him that you want to grab him, put him in. The only thing I would say, though, is that you're really selling yourself out in the running back positions yeah. because as the running backs disappear... You're going to put yourself even you know behind a further wall because you need as many running backs as you can in this thing. You know that's going to be your grind and pound, and you're going to have guys go down. I mean, I took Saquon early last year, and you've got to be able to have yeah. a strategy because, as we can see from the J.K. Dobbins, the Cam Akers, 
Um, you know, the injury, you yeah. know, having losing a workhorse running back is going to really screw your ability yeah. uh, to be able so to get So always make sure to back them up, basically. Later in the rounds, find out whoever Barkley's backup is. Pick them up, um, especially if you're at the top. Yeah. You've got to basically don't let someone else get that guy because if they go down, you're because you're in such a weird spot in the draft, you're going to miss out on a lot of good players. You're going to see wait and just see like, oh, you're just scratching. Like, yeah. Nope. No, it's so depressing. Um, but well, that's that's the thing about number one. So it's also the key in the early stages to always watch the draft too. I know you sort of get lost in it. We use FanDraft because obviously you can see through the board who's available. Uh, but it's good to figure out, you know, and looking back at your board all the time and going, okay, I've got my three. You know, when you're early stages like that, as I say, they come in chunks, one, two. So looking at your punches as opposed to the middle of the tier where you're, it's one and one, it's it's a chess match. In those ends, you're looking at grabbing two guys at a chunk. So you've got to change the strategy a bit. And that goes as well for the end of the draft. Yeah. If you're drafting last. Now, a lot of people go, hey, drafting at the end sucks, but you get 10 and 11. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad because you're you going to get two really good players and you're always going to get that little double. Yeah. Because the double is huge in yeah. a lot of ways. Because if you know and, and you got a good basically know exactly what you need and you draft it well, that double is just depth. Yeah. Like, you can get running back, running back. You can screw a whole bunch of people and don't think you're going to do that. Um, it's a, the end strategy, and again, you have to adapt your whole draft strategy based on your position. We do our drafting. We do the, the pick. Uh, we'll do the selection uh, just before the draft. So we pick it out of a hat. So you, you really only have sort of last minute to figure it out. But the end of the draft, as Ryan is saying, yeah, you, you want to do that double and you want to hit people hard because you know... Again, like the start of it, you get less chance, I, yeah. but you get better chances because unlike the first guy who gets the first pick and then, yeah. you know, 20 or something. I think if you're at the end, you go running back receiver. And you can go running back, running back, but yeah. then you're missing out on and you, Because if you go running back receiver, you can at least get probably one of the top three receivers um, in, in the draft. Maybe someone like Stefan Diggs. Um, and then when it comes back, you just go running back receiver again. Just yeah. do the same thing. So you just double them up nicely. Um, by the third round, you're picking your second running back. And, you know, that could get someone. You could get, like, David Montgomery. Yeah. Maybe in one of those spots uh, who could have a big year. So Josh Jacobs could be there. Miles Sanders. I just think I like being on the end. I, I like 12. I very rarely am. I'm usually, like, between 7 and 9 every time. It's yeah. like birthday cake. Having the ends, you get all the frosting on it. Um, but, you know, having the picks in the middle... Uh, the end of it, again, though, if you are picking late rounds, it is good to, to look at someone like a Mahomes or a Kelsey. Kels, uh, I guess. Is yeah, what I think him. he might want to change his name. Uh, I'm going to just K. Special K, we'll call Special. him. Um, and uh, so I think, again, having that end of draft strategy also works as well. Um, and there's so many sort of possibilities because if you are picking last, you could grab Mahomes. I mean, I've seen it happen before. Yeah. No, last year, you're where your 11th pick, you look, okay, my 10th pick, I'm taking my running back, my 11th pick, I'm taking Mahomes or Kelsey. Kels, because I know that's solid. And I know that I'm not going to see, you know, picks for another 20. So, you know, that's all part of it. When I think you're looking at the end, you're, when you're front and end, your second pick is usually a bold pick. Because it's got it. It's something you're not going to see for a while. Yeah. You so, yeah, if there's someone you like, let's say like a Najee Harris, who's maybe projected to be more of the middle of the second, yeah. you know he's not coming back to you. You know, I know. So that's where you got to go with your gut. Yeah, and that's... You're gonna, uh, you're you know, feel it. And that that is something as well, which we'll get into some of the players that you think are, are going to have a feeling. And I've got a very good feeling about Najee Harris. Yes. Uh, I'm actually... He's one of those guys, and there's uh, another guy I've got, but he's one of those guys I think I would add value for. 
You know, it was like I grabbed Chris uh, the Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year. Ugh, and he, he was, was well, no, he, he was, was a good. Big, he was all right. And then he got injured. He was a big yeah. just for as much as he was the hype train. Yeah, he was a disappointment. Well, I I'm, I'm, he some, had that first good game, that great yeah. opening game. Then really, just, I think he got. A, he's just so small, so it was a lot harder. I'd be interested to see the people who got burnt by him, like AKA me. That if he falls so far, would you? Take him again because there's always that thing of people. People always just hold on to bad memories of players. Yeah. So if like a guy screwed you last year, you're just like, I'm not taking that guy. But then then they end up having a great year, but you pass on him just because he pissed you off a year ago. So you have to get rid of that. I've had many times where I've taken a guy twi- two years in a row, yeah. and the second year just lit it up. But I've also had guys I've taken two years in a row and have gotten injured two years yeah. in a row. Like go Dell Beckham. Sure, he's a he's a, a, a stick birth I would give, but. Look, I took uh, Edwards Hilaire last year. I also took Jonathan Taylor, and and I was I was not disappointed. Well, I mean, Taylor fell off, but Taylor he came was back. Bad. No, Taylor started poorly, and then yeah. by the end he was he a got monster. better. He was a monster. Yeah, but so that's but that's I, a, I had Edwards Hilaire got me some wins, and both of them got me wins. So I wasn't, you know, I think for, for a balance of my team, they were good. Well, I, I guess it depends where if he's you getting took fourteen him. or fifteen a game. And he's your second running back. It depends where you took him, right? Yeah. So I think I took him quite early. Like he was like something like six. Oh, I don't think I, I don't think I got him that early. But you know, um, because I bought into the hype of Andy Reid and this yeah, offense, the Reid machine, be like um, Westbrook back in the day. Yeah. Um, but it well, was not. So I think when we look, you know, I think some of the you and I both sort of related that we both like. I like drafting in the middle. Middle is not bad. You don't get the first picks. But you're you're always seeing what's coming. You, you've got to be very uh, adept when you're in the middle of the pack dra- drafting because the picks come at you. You've only got the one choice, and you know it's going to be a while before it's back to you again. Yeah. So it's it's like well, that. that's why the middle is nice. You know, five and six. You're yeah. always you're just right there. It's just coming back to you uh, every every couple minutes. You're yeah. Not waiting. You don't have that grim watching everyone you love. You're not getting it back in a row. But again, it's and if you are, and obviously if you are drafting in the middle, uh, just watch how much you're drinking <laughs> because. A lot of times it's like, come on, it's your turn, pick. Uh, we do two minutes for our selection, which yeah. I think when two you're... Two minutes is fine. Two minutes is fine. Uh, we used to have no time limit. We had this one friend who'd be out smoking a cigarette, and it was his pick. And he'd yeah. come back, and he'd be like, someone passed me a magazine. Yeah. Like, hey, who did I pick? And he was just like, it was literally sometimes like 20 minutes. We had to like literally make a change. Wow. That it just that's, became into effect like, no. That's where the slap out. right there. Uh, no, we won't have anything like that. Obviously, because you know we use the fan draft. Uh, we log it in. People can watch and play online, which is always good. We've got some of our people online. But the other thing is, too, is if you've set people to auto-draft. So the great thing is we set people to auto-draft. The pick is there. It moves up quickly. I think we were able to do both our drafts in under an hour and a half last year. <laughs> Two rounds of drafts, which is good. You don't want it to go too fast. You want, no, you, you don't want, want to go too fast. Out, you know. still, we're going to still have some banter. We have an international yeah, drink, uh, group of people you know. there as well, uh, which would be good. Again, we are doing it at the Princess Alex. If you ever come down to Crouch End, it shows all the NFL games until 1 in the morning. Every Sunday, both sets of games, Princess Alex, uh, N8 in, uh, in well, Crouch End. just the Sky Games. Just the Sky Games. Well, he's got, I mean, he's he's got, got the Red big Zone. Screen, though. The big screen's nice. Big there, screen so. is big. they got Red Zone. I think he will show other games if you if you do mm-hmm. want to. Um, let's talk about some of the people that you're... Obviously, let's talk about some of the... I want to talk about... Uh, I guess we'll talk about some of the people that you would avoid. Who are some of the people that you really don't want to touch this year that you think is... Uh, First of all, I'm not taking any Houston Texan. No? Like not one. I don't okay. care. Not even the quarterback is, is a backup? Not even in the last round. I, don't, I don't think Deshaun no. Watson is even playing this year. No, not Deshaun Watson. The kid uh, that got Tyrod? from Stanford. Not, not 
picking anyone. So no. I'm going to avoid anyone, basically, Houston. Okay. Um, who else do I? Who, what about you? What? Uh, Saquon. Uh, Saquon? I'm not sold on him yet. You know, he, he burned me last year with injury. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm also a bit iffy on Zeke. Only uh, because when you lose a lot of weight, sometimes you can lose a lot of ability. So I think that Zeke, he you know, he's... He shows promise, but every year he's sort of disappointed. So those are two that if I had options, I'd be like, I'm tr- uh, I don't know, because I've been watching Hard Knocks, and I want to stay away from Amari Cooper. Yeah. I've kind of been off Amari Cooper for a few years. He's as good as he is, and he had that one great year. What you're seeing on Hard Knocks of C.D. Lamb yeah. and how good he oh, yes, just makes you think like he's going to be the guy who's the elite one that goes probably even before Amari Cooper now. Because after people have been watching that, they've definitely gonna go for him um i'd stay away from joe mixon as well like yeah. it just it just hasn't happened yet and it's just i don't know with that offensive line and you still don't know what they're going to be with burrow i don't trust their coach yeah um so pretty much staying away from him um i am gonna stay away from pittsburgh deontay johnson i think I think Claypool is the play if you're going to get a Pittsburgh guy. The I think Canadian Juju's still going to get it if he's not doing milk crate challenges yeah. like a jackass. Um, but I'm just not completely sold on Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben was just shown last year to just he just couldn't. It was just all short little passes, mm-hmm. Duncan and Duncan. They lost the, the the deep threat, the big the big passes down the field. And that was what Big Ben did the best. So I'm not really sold on Pittsburgh. I think a lot of people think they're going to make a comeback, but. Well, see, so maybe yeah. it's because they're playing the Bills week one. I'm already in hate mode. You're already hating them. <laughs> uh, it's probably that, to be perfectly honest. With you. you know, there's things that I would sort of, I'm hesitate. I, I don't know what the, the run game is going to be like for the Patriots, so I'm, I'm going to avoid that. Really? They have a great offensive line. They have a great um, offensive line, but that's some of the things. It's it's they're running. It's not like the running backs are dependent. They usually split the load. So you're not going to get a person who's going to actually give you a lot of points in that regard. There's um, a lot of people who are into Damian Harris who think he could have a good year. Um, Patriots have. Raheem Mostert is another guy I'm iffy on. You know, I don't know about the four. Again, the 49ers split their backfield so much that you you don't get a lot of value yeah. from there because you know even in the past it seems the past four years they got four running backs going. So even if you choose one running back, he's torched out by week eight or week six, and you've got <laughs> to find another. It is frustrating. Like I had Mostert last year, and and every game he played, he was excellent. But he always had a good. He'd always start a game, get like 80 yards in the first like. Uh, 20 minutes and then injury and then you get the rest yeah. of the game and then next week you come back same thing so you never yeah and you're right there was always Tevin Coleman or there was just someone else coming in but again those are two really good um, offensive lines so I yeah. had two good running teams so. uh, the one value I really do like uh, who I'm not sort of I'll tell Ryan and you guys will hear about it uh, Jay Carter who or Michael Carter the running back for the New York Jets um, yeah, it, he's he's one of those guys. You know what? I I think uh, you look at him in college. You look at the explosiveness. Look at the power in this guy. He's one of those guys you pick up around five six. No one's gonna really see him because I think he's really? not gonna go. Really, you think he's gonna go that high? I think he, I would I would take him that high because I think he's going to be pounding the points this year. Uh, you know, again with the Washington team, you have to look at the two McKissick and and Gibson. When you look at those yeah, two, I do backs, like Gibson. I thought Gibson was great. Last I think Gibson year. is going to be very good. So he's someone I would look for as a running back when you start getting in 
those value running backs that you can get in. Look at the teams. When you look at the team as a whole, it's one thing to look at the players, but look at the team as a whole and go, do I have a running back for the Texans? What's he going to be like? Because, look, this guy is going to this, carry a yeah, lot of load, right? I'm not taking a Texan. Yeah. But so, for example, someone like that would be like someone like Naheem Hines yeah. on um, the Colts. Yeah. Who last year, every time he, he was not a number one, you know, yeah. Jonathan Taylor was there, but he caught balls. He was a third down. He would move the chains. And every time he played, he I think he averaged over 10 points a game when he played, yeah. which is fantastic. So look for those... If you're going to look for a nice backup, get someone who's a third down back who's going to catch the ball because they're yeah. going to get you some points. Like There's always those guys in the league, that, especially now that that scat back yeah. has just become so much more important. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's trying to find value in a lot of those players. I think it's also you know someone that I wouldn't really look for, but I'm starting to look at now is Jalen Hurts. Uh, and the reason being is that he has already set records for running. He's already he's almost beating Steve Young for the amount of rushing yards and touchdowns. And this is look, he's short, which as we all know, I'm, I'm I got a thing about in the NFL. But he he got, guy puts up yards. And as a backup quarterback, when you look at someone like a Jalen Hurts to put as your number two quarterback, because I don't think a lot of people are going to take him number one. You look at this guy and go, what did he do last year? I would say Jalen Hurts, great second quarterback to have on your bench. Yeah. I took Brady. You know, a lot of people don't take Tom Brady. They go, oh, no, taking Tom Brady. Well, guess what? As a backup oh, quarterback, when stuff goes... Talk- I remember when people still do. I've had... I've, listen, I hate Tom Brady. I have a strategy, and I think a lot of people should do this. If you're if you're in, like, a division, let's say um, you're a Raiders fan or something, right? And you're in a division against Mahomes, and every game he just kicks your ass, draft Mahomes. Because yeah. it's going to make the ass whooping feel a little bit less. Yeah, you've got him. Because I've done that many years with drafting Brady. Yeah. On the page. I remember when I finally took the bite, and I was like, you know what, I'll draft him. Fine. Yeah. It's going to make my life so much. And then he got taken out, knee injury, first yeah. game nice. after the season. And I was like, the one year I took him, I was absolutely furious. But I've done it before. Do that. Don't let Aaron your, Rodgers don't let your personal hatred yeah. of a team... Cloud your judgment is what I say because draft that guy because when he beats your team it'll feel better. I got beat by <laughs> Jerry Judy a few times and uh, in different leagues last year and I was like I gotta have to take Judy because he's done that. I, I did the same strategy taking Aaron Rodgers last year in a couple leagues, yeah, uh, which was good. I wouldn't take him again this year. I thought he was gonna have an MVP year. I don't think he will. I don't think his big head will fit in that helmet. <laughs> um, but the one guy who I wouldn't be you know wouldn't be surprised and someone who has something to prove is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, when you start looking at Fitz and look, look at the way he lit up Miami to start as a backup quarterback. Fitzy has got look; they got a great offensive line. Washington, Washington, good, good, good. The people, defense is insane. And I think a lot of people still kind of sleep on Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, I will say I was one of them. I would always just kind of avoid him. I was like, is he really that good? He is. Yeah, like, he is. Oh, he's good. he's he fast. Is, he's got hands. He is. This every kid is year, great. Every year he's just been fantastic. I think with Fitz. Fitz is just that gunslinger mentality. He'll just throw it up, even if he's covered. So McLaurin's gonna get gonna get a lot of balls thrown his way. Yeah. I think Washington's a sneaky fun team to cheer for this year. Like Fitz has never made the playoffs. Yeah, he's got this insane defense with Chase Young, who's an absolute crazy bear coming at yeah. you. And that defensive line. And they, they just, to see Fitz make a playoff run would be one of my dreams. I'd love it. I think it's, you know, Miami came out of the surprise a lot of people last year. They played hard. They were competitive. They were a good team. I think Washington is going to be the Miami of this year. And it, it, it has something to do with Fitz. But it has something to do with coaching, of having fun. You know, that everyone, eh, not a big fan of the owner. Um, so I think this could be an exciting year for Washington. This division, which was worse than a dumpster fire, uh, it was a dumpster fire full of COVID needles. <laughs> it, it could be exciting this year. Yeah. 
so I guess we should talk about before we go. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the free agents because uh, there's a lot of big free agents and and where they're going to end up. But for start up first, uh, big surprise. Uh, when cutting the quarterback, uh, Bill got rid of Cam Newton. So mm-hmm. Cam Newton, I mean, do you, do you see him playing for no. somewhere? No, listen, man, he threw eight touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. And in this, in the NFL that we exist now, he threw eight. Sure, he had awful receivers. He had terrible receivers. But this is still an MVP who won on a team that had awful... He won yeah. the MVP on a team with awful receivers. He had, That was the year he had Kelvin Benjamin, whose knee blew out that season. And everyone thought Cam wasn't going to do anything. And he had the best year. So he just doesn't look the same. And I think... I think Mac Jones just came in there and just looked yeah. like a little Brady. Like, yeah. He had a Brady, little Brady in him. He was dinking and dunking, moving the ball. It was kind of terrifying to watch. I was like, I can't go through this again. Yeah. Um, so let's hope it's um, it's not history repeating itself. But I think, I just don't see anyone picking him up. I just, I, is he going to want to be a backup? Is like maybe someone on Baltimore? I think he's just going to bide his time and see who gets hurt. Yeah, it could be. I mean... I don't think Houston's going to make a quick call. No, I think again, the rumors are, you know, rumblings in Miami is that they're not happy with with Tua. Yeah, um, but they played Cam twice. And yeah. He, yeah, again, he got eight touchdowns. Sure, he ran for like twelve or something, but still, it's right. just not good enough for an ex MVP. And I know everyone wants the Cam story to not end with this whimper that it's going yeah. towards, because everyone kind of, because every coach kind of loves Cam, and his teammates seem to love him. Yeah. Um, the fashion world seems to love him. Well, um, that's it. He could be the TikTok correspondent. So maybe, maybe Cam, yeah, goes. Who knows what next part is? But I, I just don't see anyone signing him. Either do I. I. Just, no. Yeah, half season. Uh, other guy, uh, AP, uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, he's with the team. Uh, he set the record for running uh, rushing yards in a game, two hundred and ninety six. Uh, but is uh, is someone willing to take a chance on the fifty two year old? Uh, <laughs> again, again, it's just I doubt it. I just think he's old. But the thing is, even when he was old, he was producing. He wasn't yeah. terrible on Washington. Um, you know, he had some decent games. He trains hard, you know. Um, and, and he's gonna be like uh, Terrell Owens, who's just still like he'll be like forty. Who just joined? He'll be only... like forty two, and he'll be like, I can still play. To just joined OnlyFans, by the way. He just joined <laughs> OnlyFans last night. I'm not joking. He joined OnlyFans last night. Not surprised. Um, okay, the other guy who who you know obviously had trouble with a door, Richard Sherman. Um, See, I think that ruined him. Yeah, um, I think he could. Get, because if there's anything we know is that this is a passing league and teams are going to get torched. Yeah. And Richard Sherman's at least someone who can come in and help a team. Um, if he's not going to get in any trouble by the NFL discipline, he could. Uh, that video did not look great. No. So, and I don't really know what's going on with that. So I think people are just staying away until they know. Yeah, bad. the bad news. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, another one who is, uh, you know, you thought you would play in the Super Bowl team, but uh, hasn't been back. And, and don't know if he's going to come. I'm surprised about that, to be honest with you. Just because offensive line depth is one yeah. of the most important things to have on a team. Because we saw it with the Chiefs last year when the two tackles went out. Patrick Mahomes looked like yeah. Josh Allen's rookie year. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, the other one, Le'Veon Bell, who is only 29 years old. Obviously, he's had some arrogance. But Le'Veon Bell, yeah. did he have the work ethic? And I think that's something we didn't see is... You've got to demonstrate a work ethic, and it wasn't really there with him. Such a sad fall from grace. He was so good, and he just should have never left Pittsburgh. Again, what Antonio, what that trio could have done, you know, it's like when Tracy McGrady left the Raptors. Yeah. He could have, he could have could done have with dynasty. Vince Carter. Those two together could have been Jordan Pippen. Yeah. But no, they just want, he wanted to go somewhere else, and that's kind of what it is with him. It, it's just a shame. Yeah. 
Uh, another running back, Todd Gurley. Uh, his knees will turn 85 this year. <laughs> now, again, I just don't think... I think people just go with their... They draft a guy in the sixth round who's young, and I think people just don't really crave it. Like, even if... Even the last year when the Bills were in the playoff run, they signed Devontae Freeman, never even played. So I just don't think people are in the market for an old running back, especially with his knees. And yeah. we'll see what happens. Frank Gore. Uh, yeah. Frank Gore. I want Frank Gore to get signed by a team. I imagine think everyone does. How, I imagine how pissed like um, Adrian Peterson and yeah. Tom Gurley would be. He's like, really? That guy? Yeah. You're signing that guy? Poor Frank Gore. I hope he... I hope It'd be interesting to see what the argument of, of his Hall of Fame credentials. Ah, well, I mean, he's played on every playing on every team should do it for you. I guess if that's the case, Fitz could go. In the well, Larry team. Fitzgerald's another one. I mean, uh, he hasn't committed. He he's sort of enjoying life. See, I could see him coming back. I could see someone getting into a deep. Like if Arizona was in a good position, he could come back. I don't know if he's a free agent. Or Tampa Bay has enough injuries and they bring in Fitz yeah, for I a think, playoff absolutely, run. Absolutely, yes. That that yes. would be. You could see that happening if if some of the big wide receivers. It's like. We're bringing in Fitz. Fitz is training him and Tom Brady. Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Geno Atkins. Uh, name you don't hear. Again, I was surprised. Geno Atkins. Again, defensive tackles seem don't seem to be that position when you're like you can play in your mid thirties. Yeah. Doesn't seem as long. Geno Atkins used to be a terror. Like, he used to be one of the best defensive tackles, like all pro. Um, so it's it's surprising that no one's really wanted him because I would have I would have taken Geno Atkins, but. Yeah, and, and, and your other favorite guy who has burned me more times in fantasy uh, than bad play, uh, John Brown. Oh, John Brown. Ooh, yeah. Oh, John Didn't Brown. see him come back to the Bills. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Just brought him back on a cheap. He knows the yeah. playbook, knows the offense. Josh Allen trusts him. So, um, but then they'd have to get rid of Jake Kumaro, right? And and, and, uh, and you don't want to put him. You don't want to put him out to pasture because Aaron Rodgers would be probably Rodgers put it out that the Bills should go for John Brown. Yeah, just uh, Kumaro back. He's good at rumor mills. Um, so that's it for the free agency. The one thing I did want to mention, I, don't, I haven't even told Ryan yet, is DraftKings is sponsoring our Week 3 contest. Week 3 contest. We'll be doing it live at the Sports Woo! Bar and Grill Old Street. The winner of that contest will win a set of tickets to the Battle of Florida. That's right. The winner of that game will win tickets to Jacksonville versus Miami at Tottenham. Um, DraftKings has graciously offered to put the tickets in. You, uh, We will be hosting the contest live at the pub that night. Uh, so you can watch the scores if you want to come down and join it. We can watch the scores as they change on the screen. But the winner of the Week 3 contest, all you have to do is join our league, NFL in London, DraftKings Leagues. You'll be giving away tickets, and uh, we'll be giving lots of prizes. There'll be big cash prizes for that one. That's Week 3. I also want to thank uh, Empire Fantasy Football League, www.empireff.com. There's no manager limit. It's DFS all season long. It's in the beta stage, but it's still fun to play. And go in, uh, have a chance, play around with it. You can win $1,000, $1,000 US dollars, to the best player in first place this year. That's it for this episode of NFL in London. Thanks for joining us. We're off to do our NFL fantasy draft. We'll put all the results up, and thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>